Welcome to the MMB Lifestyle Podcast, a lifestyle podcast where we learn about, share, and discuss topics around health, fitness, and personal development. My name is Mundia, and I will be your host. Hello, listeners, and welcome to today's episode of the MMB Lifestyle Podcast. It is my absolute honor and pleasure to introduce my next guest. And to mention as well, this is the second guest that I'm having from my home country of Zambia. His name is Melvin, and he is into health and fitness. He's also been in the bodybuilding space, strongman space, and we're going to hear more about it as we go on with this interview. And I have to mention before we go on that my first ever bodybuilding show that I attended, I think it was probably in, I don't know, 2010 or 11, somewhere there, was actually... Mr. Zambia, where Melvin took part. So it's my honor to actually have you on the show, Melvin. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm pleased to be here. This is so, so cool. Now, can you tell us a little bit more about, you know, who you are and where you're from? My name is Melvin Mwemba, uh, or is it Melvin Gatman Mwemba? I was born in 1984. I'm, uh, I'm 36 years old now. Uh, I'm from Zambia, Africa. Um, the southern part of Zambia. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. And which, where, did, where were you, uh, in which city were you born and raised or which part of Zambia? Um, I was born in uh, Namwala, Namwala, which is a, a southern province of Zambia. Uh, I'm Tonga by tribe. I also have Tonga, by the way, and Namwala is like on the way, uh, actually go past the village where my mom and grandma are from, which is in Teme, which is on the way to Namwala. And so I know the part you're talking about. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And what was it like growing up um, in Zambia? Well, uh, growing up, growing up was okay. Um, I'm pleased to say that um, I had a pretty much uh, like good lifestyle, and um, I never really struggled much. All right, to put it that way, uh, I was I was raised up in, uh, in in a good environment. You know, yeah, I had everything. I had everything. I had everything I needed to you know uh, grow up into a responsible person that I am today. Well, I think you turned out pretty all right. <laughs> <laughs> more than all right, in fact. Yeah, more than all right, indeed. Now, getting into the, a little bit into the bodybuilding space, how did you get into, first of all, the fitness space and then eventually into bodybuilding? How did that happen? My story is uh, pretty interesting. Uh, from way back in, in high school, I was this smaller guy, very, very small, but very talkative. Uh, I think when I, get, when I go to my 10th grade, that we would always, uh, uh, as boys, uh, would 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 uh, how how was it? Would would always do push-ups and pull-ups. You know, I was at a boarding school, boys only. So you know how it is trying to uh, just trying to get macho and a bit <laughs> active and you know yeah. yeah. But uh, once I left school, um, I go. I came to Lusaka. I came to town, and. Um, I was still very small. I had not even started gym. I had not stepped to a gym. But then uh, people used to refer to me as small Melvin, you know, and it was very negative for me. Yeah. So I realized, I said, ah, let me let me maybe do a bit of a gym just to try and bulk up a little bit, 
Yeah. And maybe command a bit of respect on the streets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> I think you went well beyond that little bit, you know. <laughs> you bulked up a little more than a little bit. <laughs> you know, then, uh, then you know, and uh, I, I, I fell in love with the sport of bodybuilding. And after after graduating from college, two thousand and six, I had not much to do, no job, you know, no work, things like that. So I said, okay, fine. I will spend my time in the gym, and that's how I I started competing. Yeah. That was a great productive way you know, actually uh, to spend your time, no? Yeah, that was uh, that was in 2000, 2006 actually I stepped on stage for my first ever uh, uh junior bodybuilding show. Okay. You know. Yeah. And do you remember what it was like prepping for your first show? Did you have any expectations and uh, what was it like for you? It was all guesswork. You know, something for the first time, not knowing what to eat or how to prepare for a bodybuilding show. You know, they tell you to say you need to dehydrate. Now, how do you dehydrate? Do you stop completely drinking drinking water? No, no. Things like that. What do you eat uh, pre-contest or do you eat during contest? You know, I remember, um, I think a, a day or two before contest, uh, trying to lose a bit of weight. I went for a road run. Yeah. I think I covered more than five kilometers on that day. And yeah. I was exhausted. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> And did you have a coach at the time or were you just like kind of self-taught basically? Uh, self-taught. It was all self-taught. Of course, then when you're in the gym, you have a gym buddy or two that you kind of uh, train together like training partners, you know, but uh, you, you just share ideas as well in the gym and yeah, get to do all things, uh, you know, not so perfect. Okay. And now you're also a, you're also qualified in HR management. You're a certified group exercise instructor and personal trainer. What kind of people do you train? For example, what is your client portfolio looking like? I do. First of all, I must say, I do not discriminate. All right. Uh, I'm at a gym right now that is a bit uh, on the upper side of things. Okay. But um, I accommodate everybody. I, I, when, when one comes to the gym and say they want uh, to be helped, I'm available to just help us. That is, I love that. I love, I love my job right now as a fitness trainer. So I, I accommodate pretty much everybody, you know, and help them achieve their goals. Yeah. Awesome. And what do you see that people struggle most with when it comes to the health and fitness space? Is it, for example, the consistency of training regularly or is it the nutrition or it's really an individual thing? Or is there a specific, you know, a point that you can target that is uh, most common that you see? People struggle mostly with um, consistency. Huh? Consistency, the discipline also in terms of um, how can I say it? Uh, lifestyle. Because as trainers, mo- most times we we will we will allow people to come into the gym. We we give them our hundred percent, and we expect them to give back a hundred percent also to help them achieve their goals. So when one is not consistent, for example, it's very very difficult for them to see results. And again, we don't we don't as, as trainers we don't want to be blamed for their failure to achieve goals. So we tell them from the onset, listen who will be like my friend, for you to achieve a certain uh, goal, you need to be consistent, okay? 
one day in the gym, three days out, one week in the gym, two weeks out, it won't work. You have to, you have to be consistent. Discipline also, we don't follow them to their home to see what they're drinking, how well they rest, or, or, or what they're eating. But then we ask them to say, listen, please be disciplined. Your lifestyle must now change a little bit. You need to change a few things. You need to sacrifice. You know, do away completely with certain things or avoid or reduce on certain eating habits. You know, yeah, like that. Uh-huh. And also, um, yeah, if you guys are a bit impatient, Okay, they want they want to lose ten kgs in two weeks, and, uh, <laughs> which which is not very very practical, you know. <laughs> I know a way to lose almost ten kilos in two weeks. If you cut off your leg, it's gonna work. If you cut off your leg, you're gonna lose almost ten kilos in two weeks. <laughs> and maybe just to reiterate a couple of points that you mentioned here, um, which I feel are very important, just to remind the listeners, you know what Melvin mentioned. First of all, consistency in what you're doing, not only when it comes to health and fitness, but in everything that you're doing, or if you're working towards something, you've got to be consistent and then have the discipline as well to stick to whatever plan it is that you've set and then keep going. And then once you're consistent and you're disciplined, be patient, right? The results will come. All your efforts will not be for nothing. So thanks for sharing those those points. Just wanted to kind of make sure that the listeners had uh, some some what I like to call you know golden nuggets to take away from from the episodes. Now, just going into more the area of strong man. So you had your career in bodybuilding for you know many years. Can you tell us how did you transition into the strong man space? Because if you go into Melvin's you know Instagram or so, you're gonna see him in some strong man competitions. I mean, you're gonna tell us a bit more about it. But you were at like the, I think it was the amateur Arnold Classics, and uh, we're gonna hear more about it. So how did you transition into the strong man area? The strong man journey started way back in two two thousand and thirteen. Yes, um, we had uh, the, the, the Lusaka Annual Motor Show. Okay, so strongman on that on that particular day were just part of the entertainment package. There were musicians, there were guys doing uh, uh, acrobatics and whatnot. We were also given a, a, a certain corner just to entertain people by doing bench presses, uh, and whatnot, and carrying cement bags run to and fro, you know, like a loading race, you know. So, uh, we were just entertaining the crowd, not knowing to say that was the day I developed interest in the sports. I realized I was, I was pretty strong because from way back, I knew to say I was, for a bodybuilder, I was pretty strong. Even when I was doing bodybuilding competitions, I would deadlift heavier, I would, uh, I would, uh, Push press heavier. I would also bench press heavy, like heavier than an average bodybuilder here. You know, I always loaded loaded my 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 bar with heavy weights. So it was it was from that day that I said, oh, I think I can do strongman. Okay, deadlifts and all these things. We we had a we had a light truck that we put like truck full. It was pretty light. I think three four. Times. A, li- a light truck full. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> a light truck full. <laughs> I had never pulled a car, like pulling a car. So I, I, I pulled a car on that day. I said, okay, I've pulled a truck. I said, okay, then I think I can be, I can do strongman. So I juggled between strongman and 
bodybuilding from 2013 to 2015. So the following year, 2014, we had, a, we had now um, entirely a strongman show at a kid's uh, shopping complex. So we, we had, a, we had, a, we had a, a show strictly strongman. Okay, loading race, tire flipping, uh, there was a track pool. We, we actually, we pulled a, we pulled a bus. All these coach, these coach buses, I don't know how you call them. Yeah, the big ones, the big ones themselves, we, we managed to pull that. So I realized it's so fine. I now started to kind of get a little bit bored uh, with bodybuilding and more interest, more interest was done being developed into a strongman. That year I did uh, a bodybuilding show. Straight after strongman, I went to do a bodybuilding show and I struggled. Because I had to now cut down and start to shed off a bit of weight and try to develop all these stretches and definition in my body, which was very, very difficult to do. 2015, again, I did, I did another strongman show. I did, a body, I did a strongman show right before bodybuilding. Again, it was a struggle. So, in, so I said, okay, fine. 2015, I was like, I think I'm done with bodybuilding. I stepped on stage for the last time and said, I'm going to venture 100% into a strongman. And well, it's been, it's been, a, it's an, it's been an amazing journey. You know, um, uh, 20, 20, 2016, we didn't have anything happening, not even uh, bodybuilding or strongman. But then in 2017, we just continued training strongman. And then we got the chance to be, to, we actually got invited to uh, someone made connections and whatnot. Also, I got a chance to go to South Africa for the Arnold Classic South Africa. That's an, uh, that's an international competition. You know, it's under the auspices of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger himself. Yeah. Yeah, so he has all these uh, Arnold Classics around, around the globe. So South Africa was closer to us, for us and we, we managed to go there. And which weight class did you compete in? Sorry, just before you go on. The men under 105. Then amateur, one or five. Amateur under 105 kg. Okay. 105 kg. Yeah, 105 kg. So that was in 2017. I placed seventh. You know, it was so interesting. It was so interesting because some challenges or some events that we we found there we had never trained. We would never, we never knew them. You know, so it was like sometimes literally the first time you're lifting a particular kind of object or whatever it was. Or... Very true. Very true. Okay. Like learning while trying to warm up, they'll tell you, say, guys, can you go and warm up? So you don't know how to start warming up because you don't know what to do. So you kind of <laughs> hold back a little bit and, and let the guys warm up. Then you learn and you copy and... <laughs> Interesting. You, you, you quickly... We quickly copy and learn immediately. You have there's no time. You ask a few questions here and there, then they tell you what to do. The guys were well, the guys were good enough to actually teach us, and they were so helpful. They gave us the turkey for the Atlas Stones. I'd never touched an Atlas Stone. Crazy. They gave us the turkey for Atlas Stones. They gave us all these uh, uh, bandages and then not to use. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that was in 2017. Mm -hmm. 2018 again, we went back to South Africa. This time around, we knew what to do. A bit of experience now. We knew what to do, okay? We even started making implements back home. Not 
100% correct specifications, but things that would help us, you know, train that particular way. Yeah, to just train that body part or that muscle in a certain movement. I came back and replaced, I placed sixth. Okay. Last, yeah, uh, last year, 2019, yes, in May, uh, we went back to South Africa. And this time around, uh, the two Zambians, I have a friend of mine, Paul, uh, who's actually a training partner. Uh, he placed first. Wow. And second. What? Okay. And, and I was second. Nice. Was like, okay. Now we are dominating. <laughs> now you're like, okay, now I'm ready to start. Let's get going. <laughs> now we're good to now we are good to go. Now we have started we are starting strong. Right? Oh wow. Yeah, it was very interesting. It was, it was very, very interesting. Uh then uh, that very year, based on the performances in, in May in South Africa, we were lucky to get in, invitations to go to the world world uh, championships. The official strongman games in 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 Florida Daytona, yeah. And then a week later, I received another invitation inviting me uh, to the Arnold Classic, Ohio. That's in, in Ohio. the USA, yeah. Columbus. I was like, okay, here know, we go. <laughs> back to back trips to the USA, you know. Oh, you this go is in November. So cool. You know, three months later, I'm going back again for another world championship. Amazing, amazing. And Melvin, you know, thank you so much for sharing your story. And especially you put it so nicely, the way you, you know, you laid it out from in 2017 when you did your first competition and you were seventh and then you went back the next year and you were six and then you went back the next year and placed second and another Zambian was first. I mean, it's just incredible to hear and so inspiring because, you know, it after the first competition, like you said, you were just really getting started, right? <laughs> And you're not, you're not true to see, to see how consistency and continuing towards your goal leads to results. That's, that's so, you know, it's, it's an inspiration to watch your journey. So, so keep on, you know, I do follow you on, on Instagram. I see your posts and I see the trips and I'm just like cheering from the background. And this is also why I had to have you on the podcast. So just kind of coming full circle there. Now tell me, is there something particular that you enjoy mostly about strongman training in comparison to, to bodybuilding? The rest time in between reps. In between reps. <laughs> the rest. <laughs> yeah. The rest time in between reps. It, uh, is it in between sets? Um, you know, bodybuilding is is about um, intensity and you know rep after rep, set after set. Uh, strong one on the other hand, you do one rep, you can sit for five yeah, minutes, <laughs> yeah. you know, and yeah. you know, re- 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 recover fully. But um, um, I would say this: one thing I enjoy the most that uh, with with uh, strong ones that, whether during training or during competition, I feel um, I'm at my strongest. You know, I'm at my fittest and strongest. I'm. I'm at my healthiest, uh, you know, uh, 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 stage. Um, Bodybuilding, body building on the other hand, when you see bodybuilders on stage, trust me, they are, they are their weakest. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know? they, they look, they look all muscular and whatnot, but they are their weakest. You know, they are sick. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's one thing. That's one thing I love about. Uh, about strongman was you you get to eat you get to eat. 
you, you know, you, you drink and eat whatever it is that you feel like eating. And you are you, and treat, trust me, you're at your strongest, whether during training or during competition. Yeah. Awesome. And you mentioned a little bit what's on the horizon in terms of competition. Uh, can you tell us wh- when is your next competition? Do you have something coming up in the near future, next couple of months, weeks or so? We, we were supposed to have um, the Zambia Strongman Challenge around October. We were, pl- we were planned for October 31st. Uh, we didn't have finances to stage that show. All right. This was going to prepare. This was going to prepare us for the Africa Championships that is coming up next month, uh, this December four and five. Yes, December four and five uh, in in Rustenburg, South Africa. Okay, so this is the, this is the in the next I think two and a half weeks or so, two to three weeks, we have the Africa Championship. The beauty about the Africa Championship is that. Once you perform better, it opens up doors to the world. It gives you a chance to get invited based on your performances to the world championships. So um, so I have this competition coming up now. Uh, and um, I, I would say it now here that uh, I already got an invitation earlier this year uh, to the world champion, the, the, the Arnold Classic Ohio yeah, again in March next year. Yeah. Yeah, so I have this one in in December in South Africa, and in March, early March, uh, the Arnold Classic Ohio in the USA. Oh, that's super yeah. cool! So, the, 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 so these are the two that um, are coming up, uh, like in the next uh, four five four months or so. Okay, and I'm not sure if I asked you this earlier. Do you have a coach, or do you have a training partner? Do you train yourself? Um, what does your training look like? We, we don't have a coach. I have a training partner at the moment. A female training partner, actually. Her name is Cherry. Okay. I'm always with her in the morning as Monday to Friday. We're trying to, to train together. You know, she comes in with all these uh, movements and whatnot that actually help, you know, in our strongman training. So every morning we like, we meet and say, what are we doing today? Okay, we're doing deadlifts and ham, um, hamstrings and whatnot. So we, we, we don't really have a coach. We, we, we coach ourselves. We, we, you know, we train ourselves. And yeah. for, for the listeners, you should, I also follow um, Melvin and I are friends on Facebook and he's always, he goes live when he's actually training with Cherry in the morning and they train like at 5am, 5.30 sometimes. <laughs> and I'm quite an early riser. So sometimes I wake up in the morning and I'm looking at these guys train and it helps me to actually get up and get my own training in. So thanks for <laughs> sharing those lives on Facebook. It really helps a lot. <laughs> at least it helps me to get out of bed <laughs> to get my training on. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. No, we, we keep going like that, you know. Awesome. Now, I want to talk just a little bit about nutrition. Um, what does a typical day of eating, you know, look like for you? I mean, of course, as a strong man now, you can eat a little bit more food and things like that. But I'm pretty sure you're not just eating everything and anything. You should have at least some kind of boundaries or so within which you you allow yourself. How does your nutrition look like? Um. Yeah, of course, my eating habits have 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 changed, you know, from uh, bodybuilding years to strongman. Even my eating habits have kind of changed like crazy. Uh, the truth is that the bodybuilding makes one become so selective when it comes to uh, eating. 
you know, they, they won't eat this, they won't drink that because they believe it will you know, lose their definition or I don't know, shape because they have to be in a particular, they have to maintain a certain, a certain body shape or at least sitting at some kind of certain, uh, body fat percentage. You know, now with strongman, uh, we eat to develop uh, strength, all right, or and leverage in your joints. So we kind of eat more to, to like bulk up a little bit because one needs that weight to be able to lift a certain particular, like a particular uh, um, weight, you know. So with with your body weight, you are able to do a particular lift as compared to when you are lower on your body weight, certain lifts might be challenging for you, you know. Um, so on the other hand, trust me, I, I, I enjoy my food now. Okay. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy my food more now because uh, I can eat pretty much everything that I want to eat. Of course, yes, I still pay attention to certain drinks and foods. I don't do I don't do sodas, all right. Um, I don't always do I don't always put sugar in my tea or my, my coffee. I'd rather go with um, uh, for honey, okay, or sweeteners. So I, I still I still watch. I'm not I'm not careless. I still watch my yeah, my course. eating habits. Yeah. But I I eat ninety percent of everything self. Okay. <laughs> And and now you've been training consistently, you know, for years. Do you think that you ever reach a point where you get tired of training? Not really. And also, let me let me let me let me take you back to my nutrition. My, mm-hmm. I have like six seven meals in a day. Huh? Let me let me tell the people that. Okay, six seven meals. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, like when I'm off season. When I'm off season, I'm sitting on I'm sitting on like body weight of between one zero eight to one ten kgs. All right. When I'm when I'm 110 kgs, I'm, I'm that's that's my heaviest, and I always want to keep it there. So I, I use that body weight to um, for training purposes. You know, I need to be able to develop strength with with my 110 kgs, for example. But as I'm going towards competition, I start to slowly uh, reduce weight into my competitive weight, which is 105 kgs or below. All right. Yeah. So. Yeah, I have between four thousand to maybe eight thousand calories every day. Nice. Okay. Um, yeah. So my my protein and carbohydrate intake is a is is a bit higher. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so good that you stay. You know, you mentioned that you typically compete at one hundred and five kilos or so and below. And when you're off season, you go up to 110 kilos. I mean, that's a pretty good range. That's only about five, you know, five or so kilos that you like to keep within your in-season and off-season weight. Uh, like I said earlier, when I'm not competing, I'm, I'm above 105, okay? That is basically for training purposes, okay? Uh, to be able to lift 330, 340 kgs of deadlift, uh, I, I need to be able to 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 be above one zero five kgs, but hoping that hoping that as I'm dropping weights, I don't lose my power. The, the, yeah, you, as your so the weight has to gradually drop, you know, not drastically just drop your weight. Otherwise, even the, your your strength levels also diminish. They kind of uh, drop. So you 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 strike a balance between losing weight 
and not losing your your power. Your power. No, I can the time is really going so quickly and I want to really get in my last couple of questions. Now, can you tell us who has influenced you the most in your life? Not only when it comes to fitness and health, but just generally um, in life, who's influenced you? My mother was the biggest inspiration. Huh? My mother was the biggest inspiration. Um, I, I lost my father when I was, I think, three, four years old. So I grew up with my mother. So everything I know, everything I've, I've, I've appreciated now is because I had a firm, a firm hand holding me and telling me to say, this is how you need to live. This is how you need to treat people. This is how you need to respect people. You need to be disciplined. You need to stay focused. All those words, I used to get them from my mother. Okay. Um, unfortunately, she's not here to see all these, you know, all these uh, things that I'm doing now. Yeah. Oh, she can see. She, she can see. She can see. <laughs> Somewhere, somehow, she can see. She, she taught me the importance of uh, living with people, respecting people, appreciating everything, and always being grateful in life, you know. So I've I've grown up with with these principles, and I always I always learn, you know, I've, I've always learned to adapt, and, and you know, different scenarios, different people. So I I, I know that. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. Yes, and uh, now having having gone into uh, bodybuilding and strongman, of course, as a bodybuilder, we looked up to people like Ronnie Coleman. Everyone knows Ronnie Coleman. I saw you had a photo with him. You met him. You met, I him. met him. Yeah, you know? I saw the picture on Instagram. I was like, what? <laughs> you know, it, it was it was really, really uh, a very, very great moment. You know, from seeing this guy on DVDs and TV and all magazines, then you get to meet them and shake their hand in real Crazy. life. Crazy. Oh, fine. This, this is a circle complete. Yes. You know? yeah, nah. And then we looked up to people like Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, from and a farm boy from Austria, going on to dominate the USA and Hollywood and all this bodybuilding. You know, then strong, strong man, there's guys like uh, Marius Pujnaski, who I mean, we all know Pujnaski. Well, the moment you venture into strong man, you would know a name like uh, Kazmaier. Um, uh, there's guys like Brian Shaw, the American guy, Eddie Hall. My, my favorite of them all, my favorite guy, he's 54 years old now and competing at the World Championships now is Mark Felix. He's amazing, you know the British guy. So these these are the guys that are, these are the guys that have inspired me, you know, uh, in the recent past. Yeah, and for the listeners, you know, you're you're only listening to the audio of this. I can see, you know, Melvin, and when he's talking about his mom and all these people that inspired him, you should see his face. It's lighting up. You know, there's like a huge smile on his face when he talks about these people, which is so so nice to see. And just from your own side, you know, what kind of an impact would you like to have on people's lives? Because the MMB lifestyle purpose is about connecting, inspiring, and empowering people to live more fulfilled lives. You know, what kind of an impact would you like to have? Um, that one, that one, I drive it from um, from my family. Okay, uh, my family now is the driving force behind everything that I'm doing now, and I'm doing them. I'm doing all these things for my family. Okay, so the the impact I wanna leave is that uh, of always making people to believe that everything is is achievable. With hard work, okay, uh, one has to stay focused. They have to work hard. They have to stay dedicated, and they have to persevere. There's a lot of hurdles that we need to jump to be able to stand and say, "I'm successful." Okay. Um, also, to to let people know 
or leave behind the legacy to say, being grateful in life for everything and making every day count. Okay? And always ready to teach the next person. Because sometimes I may not be Melvin uh, getting the gold medal and being successful, but I think I may be successful by passing on the light to a guy that is looking up to me and saying, I want, I want to learn how to do strongman. You know? For me, if I can train somebody and they go on to be world champions, I'll be like, that is my success story. And I'll be very, very happy having passed on the baton to somebody who goes on to win the championship. Because we, what we've done now is that we've opened the doors. They, at least they know to say, oh, from Zambia came two or three guys to the world championship. Oh, this guy. So when somebody goes and says, oh, I'm from Zambia, two, three, four years from now, when we're done with maybe competing, they go, oh, I remember Zambia. There was a guy called Melvin in Zambia. You know, that, that, for me, that would be, I'll sit back and say, now that's another complete cycle. <laughs> that's fantastic you know you're definitely one of the the trailblazers out there and you're inspiring so many people you know even myself you know from far away watching you and your discipline and dedication all these years you know a big thank you from my side and just to keep going and I always say when you're doing something you never know who's watching and who you're inspiring so you know just keep on going and thank you so much for sharing all that you do now just a last question before we we end this interview today if you had 24 hours to live, you know, what would you do? And if you consider that location is no object, money is no object, 24 hours, what would you do with that time? Okay, um, I'll be very honest. I, I, I would love to spend my last 24 hours with my family. Okay, there's nothing I treasure more than that family. My wife and my kids, you know, and, and, and just to appreciate them knowing that, okay, these have been uh, part of my life. So I'd love to spend that last time, those last 24 hours with, with my family. I would also spend it, I mean, in, in prayer, you know, just to thank God for the precious gift of life and for his everlasting love and grace upon my life. Trust me, yeah. Amen to that. Amen to that. What a perfect way to end this interview. So where can people go to find you, Melvin, if they're interested in following your journey or keeping up with what you're doing? And of course, I'll also list, you know, the links to your Instagram and website in the show notes. But uh, where do you want people to go if they want to get in touch with you? It's always easy. Uh, uh, I have a Facebook page. Okay, it's, it's, a, it's my athletic um, thing, uh, page. It's called Gutman on Facebook. Then, um, I, of course, I have a Facebook page, yes, Melvin Gutman Wemba. Uh, same with uh, my Instagram page, Melvin Gutman Wemba. So it's easier for people to, to, to get me there or follow me from, from the, uh, those uh, uh, two podiums. Awesome. Thank you so much, Melvin, for your time today. I really, really appreciate it. It's been great catching up with you. What a pleasure. I can't wait to meet up with you next time when I come home to Zambia. Maybe we can do some strongman training together. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me here. I really appreciate that. Thank you. It's a pleasure. And to you, my dear listeners, from the bottom of my heart, I thank you for your listenership and for your support. And if you want to catch up on the other episodes that I've um, been recording the past couple of weeks, just head on over to mmblifestyle.com and then you'll be able to get the link to all the, the different podcasts. Once again, thank you. And until next time, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. Bye for now. 
You have been listening to the MMB Lifestyle Podcast. For more, please visit mmblifestyle.com or you can also follow the MMB Lifestyle Instagram page at mmb.lifestyle.